Welcome to Eagle Brook Church Online. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you're watching from. I believe that today's message is going to encourage you and everybody in your home. I know that we all have been adjusting to uh, some new normals in our country uh, while also wanting things to go back to an old normal. It's kind of tricky to navigate for each and every one of us. I don't know about you, but I didn't even know what the word pandemic was. I never even heard of the word until uh, about a month ago when it was launched all over the news and, and social media. And the hard part about responding to something you've never heard of is you don't always know what the appropriate response is. So when you don't know when the appropriate response is to something, we naturally will mirror whatever we see other people doing. So if we see other people freaking out, like that's what you're gonna do. So if I see a bunch of people running to Target to get as much Lysol as they possibly can, well then I feel like I need to go to Target and get as much Lysol as I possibly can because we're all navigating uncharted waters. Listen. When the coronavirus pandemic first started, okay, there was a six-day stretch where I went to Target every single day and got something. I didn't even know why I was getting it, but I just said, you know what? I just heard I'm supposed to be here, and I feel like I need to just grab stuff. Y'all, I was grabbing stuff that we did not need, sprays we didn't need. I, we already had diapers. I was getting more diapers, okay? Baby food. Uh, uh, at one point, I think on day five, I grabbed some jeans, okay? Like, why did I grab jeans? I don't even know, but my wife's got the Target app, and so she could see everything that I purchased. And so I got home, my wife's like, you got jeans today? I'm like, listen, I, 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 they, they're on sale, okay? Give me a break. She said, Ryan, the world, okay, the nation is, is preparing for a lockdown, and you thought to yourself while you were in Target, why don't you get some jeans? Okay, like, I don't know, okay? It, I had a moment. It just was what it was. But every day as I was coming home with more food and more supplies, I started to see the look on my family's face that they were beginning to mirror how I was responding into their actions as well. So I started to see that my son, as he's growing up more and more, he's starting to be more aware of what's going on in the world around him. And it was probably around day five or day six where I really began to think, you know what? There's something that I need to change. And I've got to teach my family really how to respond to crisis. <laughs> We've been looking at a character over the past couple of weeks in scripture. His name's Joshua. Uh, he dealt with crisis. He dealt with setbacks. He had struggles. And God was with him all along. And there is a stake in the ground that Joshua had to put down for him and his family that I want to talk about today. I believe that what he said is going to encourage us and perhaps give us some guidance in how we should run our lives and run our households during a pandemic. It says this, it says, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers 
that they served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I love what Joshua is doing at the, towards the end of his career. He's giving a few farewell speeches and trying to lay down a foundation for how people will live. And he's laying out their options. He's going, hey, if you don't want to do this whole deal with the Lord, I get it, all right. But hey, here's the deal. Uh, let's just talk about what your options are. We could look at the gods of ancient Egypt. Remember, that's where God brought you from. Or your second option is uh, the gods of the Babylonians that, that were across the Euphrates rivers. Remember those gods, okay? Or you can serve the gods of where you are right now in the land of the Amorites, which were considered the gods of the culture. What Joshua is doing is he is laying out, outlining for us what are the possible four driving forces in a home. And number one is our past for them it was Egypt. For us, it could be our past pain, past relationships that end up being the driving force in our homes, that end up being the driving force in our lives, where our insecurities get the loudest voice, where our past breakups get the loudest voice, where the last divorce gets the loudest voice. And all of a sudden, we start making other people pay for what somebody else did. It can be the driving force. The second one that he outlined is the upbringing of their fathers. And this is where uh, we start using the phrase a lot. And you, and you may use this phrase. I use this phrase a lot. Well, the way I grew up was, and you see, when we were growing up, my dad taught me and my mama taught me. Well, now the driving force in our home hinges on how good of parents we had or didn't have. And then sometimes upbringings collide. But nevertheless, it could be a driving force in our home, could be a driving force in our life. And number three, culture. Oh yeah, culture gets to be the driving force in your home. How does culture respond? To crisis? How does culture tell us we should treat each other? What is social media telling us? We are hostages in the court of public opinion. What is the politically correct thing to say? Culture drives our life and culture ends up driving our home. Joshua's laying out the options. He's going, you can pick these. Which one do you want? But then the fourth one, he's just said, this is the one I'm going to choose. That's for me, my house. We are going to serve the Lord. Let me ask you this question. When you were growing up, who ran your house? Who ran your house? Who ran your house growing up? Uh, and how did you find out that they ran your house? Uh, for me, uh, my dad ran our house. And the way I found out was uh, I invited some friends over after a high school basketball game. And uh, my dad, uh, he answered the door uh, in his underwear, and my friends were, uh, were shocked by that, okay? So when I got there, they got there before me, and I showed up. They were like, man, dude, we know your dad was going to answer the door in his drawers. So I went upstairs and said, man, I got this. Let me handle this. I said, hey, dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Listen, uh, it'd be great if uh, when people ring the doorbell, uh, you could put some clothes on, a robe, you know, something like that. That would be great. He said, excuse me? I said, yeah, it'd be great if you could just, you know, cover up. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a little odd. You know what I mean? 
He said, uh, you nor your friends pay any bills in this house. Okay, now if either one of your friends want to contribute to the utilities of this establishment, then you could talk about who wears what when. But for now, this is my house. Okay, you don't pay no bills in here. Okay, I'm like, okay, you run this house and apparently I need to go get a job. I, I love my dad. He was hilarious. He was a man of prayer. He was a man of God that put some stakes down in our house spiritually that me and my brothers are still uh, standing on some of those foundations today. I'm grateful for the stakes in the ground that he put. The more and more I'm home, I, I'm constantly ruminating on what are the stakes in the ground that I'm going to lay down. Uh, before uh, the pandemic with the coronavirus, I would have told you that I'm a homebody. I love being home. Uh, there ain't no bed like my bed. I, like, I love my house. But the more I've been like home, home, I'm realizing I'm not just a homebody. I'm also a movie body. I'm also a gym body. I'm also an airplane body. I'm also an outlet mall body. Like there's some other things that I like doing and I just didn't see us all coming into a world where we would all be forced to be homeschool teachers overnight. I mean, I, I love this meme that I saw the other day. It says, my son is loving his new teacher, hashtag homeschool, good start. And he wrote, my teacher is dumb. Uh, this other meme that I saw, which hilarious, says, due to the coronavirus, my summer body will be postponed until 2021. Thank you for understanding. I, I don't know what class you teach at your house, but at my house, uh, I teach homeschool PE for toddlers, okay? Now, the other day, um, my student's parent, we had a parent-teacher conference, okay? She wanted to express her concerns that uh, she, and, and first off, I don't like it as a teacher when a parent comes watch overseas you know, my class, when it's my class, it's my class. Okay, I want to do, I, I'm going to teach the class the way that I know how to teach the class. So we were doing basketball lessons, and the student's mom, who I happen to be married to, came to me and wanted to express that she felt like I was being impatient with her student. I said, hey, why don't you take that up with the principal? She said, I am the principal. Okay, so I don't know how things go going in your house, but we're all trying to navigate our, our house. And I think now more than ever, we've got an opportunity to pause our lives. We've got an opportunity to pause our houses and actually make a decision about the direction that we want to go. Most people believe I am who I am. I just am who I am. And you're just going to have to deal with it. That we are all just products of our past. But did you know? that you actually get to choose the direction of your life and you actually get to choose the direction of your home. Uh, I was meeting with a, a client this past week and we were just talking about some of the things that build great companies. And you know what I realized? I realized that some of the things that build great companies are the same things that build great homes. One of those things is strong values. 
yeah, think about it. Some of the greatest companies in the world have a set of values that are constantly pointing them in the right direction. Does your home have that? Does your home have those types of things? I mean, some of us have never even thought about our homes or our lives in that matter, but they can provide us a direction in which we should go. Here's what I want you to know about your home, and here's what I want you to know about your life. Godly homes aren't built on accident. Your family is never going to be accidentally amazing. Uh, You are not going to be accidentally married for 20 years. You are not going to get through disputes just by going with the flow, just by happenstances. You are not going to get along with your siblings just because of just simple chemistry. No, 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 no. There's going to have to be great intentionality. The reality is, if we want to have a positive home culture, we have to be intentional. We have to make a decision We have to put some stakes in the ground like Joshua did for his family. We've got to do the same thing for us in our lives to say, this is who we want to be. Let me ask you this question. Does your family have a set of key characteristics and values that can serve as the North Star for your home and the people in it? Let me ask you this way. Does your life have a key set of characteristics that can be a North Star for you, because we actually get to choose the direction of our home and our life. Here's what I want to do today. I want to give you just four short verses, okay? Four short verses that I believe can be stakes in the ground for our homes, stakes in the ground for our life. And here's what I believe. If you just pick one of these verses, to live by. Just one. You can pick whichever one you want. Doesn't matter to me. Okay. You pick whichever one fits your fancy. Okay. Like that's you. Okay. If whatever you want to do on, you just pick one. I promise you it will change every relationship in your life. If you just adopt one of these stakes in the ground, it will change every environment that you're in. If, if that environment, that house and that life lived by just one of these verses. The first one it's found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I think this might be one of the most relevant scriptures in all of the Bible right now, especially when you are quarantined with somebody you need to bear with. Can you imagine if this was the culture of your home? Can you imagine if this was the culture of your marriage? Can you imagine if this was the culture of your job and the people that you work with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just a group of people that just let stuff go. I know it's easy for people to get on your nerves. There was that petty email. Some of us, we get annoyed with how other people simply post on social media. But imagine if we were people that were just full of amazing grace, not because other people deserve it, but because we do not deserve it. So yeah, we're going to be people that bear with each other because you know what? Somebody's bearing with me. And somebody's bearing with you. 
Can you imagine when we give that to one another and we choose to be people that forgive? You know what I think perhaps this time is really giving us? It's giving us the opportunity to take a fine tooth comb through our relationships. And maybe there's somebody in your life that you've been holding a grudge against, you've been holding a grievance against for a long time. I think now is the perfect time to say, you know what? Life is too short. It's time for me to let this thing go. Because you know what? I believe forgiveness isn't saying that what they did wrong is now right. I think forgiveness is no longer holding them relationally hostage for the rest of your days. It's going, you know what? Because of what you did, you know what? Nope, 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 nope. You're cut off. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to put distance. Nope, 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 nope. I get it. Because people hurt us. But there is a time where we get to decide to say, you know what? We're going to be people that lets go of the small stuff. Oh, and if we can learn to let go of the small stuff, I think it's a practice ground to help us let go of the big stuff. You want to know what I also know about forgiveness? Forgiving them is actually setting you free. What you find out all along is you're not, being, you're not even holding them hostage. You're being held hostage by your own bitterness. And my hope and prayer for each and every one of us is that we would find freedom in forgiving others. I love another stake in the ground that I think we can all live our lives by. It's found in Romans. It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I don't know why I love this particular stake in the ground. Because you know what it's doing? It's encouraging all of us to play our part. As far as it depends on you. Do your best with what you can do to have peace among you. Imagine if you lived this way. Can you imagine if everybody in your home, everybody at your job followed this mantra, this first? Because all of us believe that all of our relationships would improve if other people did their part, right? I mean, think about it. Uh, we all live with this. We say our relationship with our kids would be better if our kids would just clean up, listen, obey, do what I tell them to do. And then vice versa, our kids would go, my relationship with my parents would be better. If my parents would just get off their phone, pay attention to me, watch Disney Plus with me, and do, I mean, like we just, we, we, can, we can do this all day. I mean, even when we do it with our friends, we, we would say my friendships would be stronger if my friends would just check in on me, call me more. I mean, how many married people would say our marriage would be better if she would just, if he would just, man, it just feels like we got a lot of expectations for everybody else but us. Here's what I believe about relationships. Relationships thrive when both sides take ownership of their part. When both sides take ownership of their part. Whenever there is any type of conflict resolution, the best kinds of conflict resolutions, the conversations that go well, are when both parties come to the table going, my bad. Hey, I know I got a little snappy with you earlier. My bad. Hey, you know Right now, I got a lot on my mind. This, this is what's happening at work. I'm trying to even find a new job. I'm, I'm just really stressed. No, my bad. 
When two people, when two people in a relationship are taking ownership of their, their part, I believe resolution and reconciliation can happen. The question we have to ask ourselves today is, are we doing our best with our part? Uh, the third stake in the ground that I believe that we can put in the ground for our lives and for our home is found in Matthew chapter six. It says this, Jesus speaking. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know about you, but for me, this is a stake in the ground that we've had to do in our home where we say, hey, you know what? God's first above everything else. We put God first and we are people that are gonna choose not to worry. I mean, here's the reality. I think there is a massive competition for God in your home and in your life. And, we, and before the pandemic, we had so many things to get to and to do. And the competition for our schedule, the competition for our finances, the competition, competition for our, our time and our relationships was thick. And you know what? Right now, I think we all have an opportunity to pause for a moment and take inventory of our schedule, our finances and our relationships and simply ask this question. Is God first in your house? Or is he like third or fourth? Maybe, maybe fifth. But yet, you can still live full of worry. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe when you put God first, you have a whole lot less to worry about. It doesn't make you impervious to struggles. It doesn't make you invincible to responding to a, a pandemic like everybody else. But you know what? When you know that you have put God first and your life is in his hands, you're going, hey, God, this is something for you to carry in terms of my worries. And I'm going to let you take care of my worries while I sleep as well as I possibly can. But when you haven't put God first, it's so easy to worry about what's going to happen next. I love what Dale Carnegie, author and speaker, says. He says, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Isn't that true? I mean, think about how worried you were about today yesterday. And think about how worried you were a couple days ago about, about the day before that. And those days happen, and here we all are. I mean, at some point, you got to put a stake in the ground that says, hey, here's the deal. We are not going to spend our time and energy in this house and in my life worrying about tomorrow. We are actually going to enjoy to the best of our ability today. I am not going to spend hours worried about my kids getting sick tomorrow so much so that I don't enjoy spending time with them today. I'm not going to spend my time worrying about what I'm going to eat tomorrow and not get and forget to enjoy lunch today. I like to eat. I'm going to enjoy my food today. We cannot spend all of this energy 
worrying about what's going to happen next and not enjoying the present moment that we have right now. Our time is precious. And for me and my house, we put a stake in the ground that says, Lord, we've put you first. We're not going to worry. And we're going to enjoy the day you've given us right here, right now. My friend, did you know that you have a choice as to where you're going to put your energy? My friend, did you know that you have a choice as to how your home is conducted? Your home might be going in one direction, but you as the leader get to say, you know what? Uh, We're going to put out a set of values. We're going to put out some scripture and says, you know what? Let's take a turn. Your life might be going down a direction. Did you know that there is a life available to you where you put God first and you don't have to spend your life worrying? It's a life where you go, Lord, we trust you in high times and low times. When highlights are happening and in the darkest hour, you're still God and we still trust you. Another stake in the ground that I think we can all adopt is found in Romans chapter 12. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Oh, I love this stake in the ground. This, this is the one in our household that, that we hang our hats on because here's what I believe the culture of your home should be. I think the culture of your home should be one giant serving competition. Yep, there's just a bunch of people that are trying to outserve the other one. And, and when you do this, your fights are going to be completely different, okay? Because you're going to be arguing about who gets to do the dishes. No, 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 no. I'm doing the dishes tonight. Why don't you sit your butt down? No, 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 no. I get to do the dishes. No, no, no. You doing the homeschool homework with these kids today. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to do it. No, no, no. I, I'm going to, to step up and serve. Man, you imagine what happens when kids start to do this for their parents? Parents are like, yes, please. And when parents are doing it for their kids, they're going, no, no, no. We're all in this together. We are a bunch of people that are trying to serve one another. Let me, let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best marriage advice I could give anybody. This is the best leadership advice I can give anybody. This is the best business advice I could give anyone. You know, the greatest companies in the world, you know what they do? They outdo their competition in serving customers. That's what they do. Can you imagine if you were this person? I mean, think about it like this. Who doesn't want to be around the person who decides to look for every opportunity to serve others. You want this guy, you want this girl at the party, you want this guy, this girl in your family, you want to work for this person, you want to work next to this person. I mean, think about it. You want to hire this person that's constantly looking for an opportunity to serve other people. (laughs) What I know about you and me is this, is we all want someone in our life that puts our needs above theirs, right? I mean, don't we love that person? You have needs right now, yet you're deciding to put those aside to take care of me? Yeah, yeah, we love that person. So why don't we be that person in someone else's life who we would want in ours? Be that person. You want to know what? I know that it's so easy when we are afraid, we naturally go into self-preservation mode. We naturally go into, okay, I got to make sure that I'm good and mine are good. But can you imagine 
if we were people that paused long enough to go, why don't I check on my friend? Why don't I, I check on my neighbor? Why don't I check on my boss? I know he's trying to manage a lot right now. Why don't I, I check on, on that distant family member that has been distant for a long time? But right now, I think we all need somebody in our corner that's going, are you good? Are you well? Is there anything I could do for you? Is there somebody in your life that you could send an encouragement note to? I know a lot of people need hope right now. I know a lot of people that need peace right now. In terms of how we post on, on social media, you realize there's, you, there's, there's a person that they are one post away from having hope and faith because they simply follow you. I mean, today, what I'm really asking is not just what kind of home you want to have, what kind of person do you want to become? Because you actually get to choose the direction of your life. At this point in time, we have to ask ourselves, are there any opportunities in our life right now that we are squandering? In a time where it feels like we are shrinking back, I think this is an opportunity for us to be strong and courageous, for us to actually be stepping up. I actually believe that in a time of social distancing, we have an opportunity to get relationally stronger. Here's what I know. Each and every one of us navigates a pandemic differently. And the effects that it has on my life are drastically different than the effects that it has on yours, especially for my friends that have contracted the virus itself. All, all of us are navigating it differently. And it'd be so easy to hone in on ours and our world and just that we don't pause for a moment to go, are you okay? Are you well? I mean, what opportunities exist around you in your home, in your life right now that we could be potentially squandering? I mean, ask yourself this question. What's going to be said of you and your house at the end of this season? What's going to be the narrative What's going to be the story when it's all said and done? Is your life and your house going to come out stronger? Or are you just going to let culture dictate where your life goes and where your home goes? You actually get to make a decision to say, you know what? God's going to be honored in my house. And I've got to put some stakes in the ground for the direction I actually want it to go in. Let me encourage you with something. A lot of people are trying to figure out, man, what's God up to in this season? What does this mean for our country? What does this mean for my career, my life? Ryan, what do you think God is up to? I have no idea. But I do know this. It is interesting that sometimes it takes a pandemic for us to do the thing we would never do in a million years. Rest. Sit down, have a family meal and look everybody in the eyes and ask them how they're doing. Man, this pandemic has had a number on our country. But there are some families that have had family dinner over the past couple of weeks and they haven't had that in the past couple of years. 
There are some kids that got their mom and their dad back for the first time in a long time. And for some of us, we're going, what are we going to do with all this time? We're cooped up in our houses and we got homeschool and we got. And some of our plans are, we're just going to Netflix our way through it. Can I encourage you with something? You don't want to Netflix, HBO Go, Showtime Go, Hulu, Disney Plus, Facebook, your way through a pandemic. You don't want to do that. Here's the deal. Watch your shows. Do your deal. Have some fun. But I hope and pray that you put God first in your home, that you actually take some time to go, you know what? We're not just going to go with the flow of what happens. No, 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 no. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And for you, that might mean, you know what? When I wake up in the morning, I want to put God first. I'm going to put a stake in the ground. You know what? My life's got to go in a completely different direction because the direction it's been heading, where has it left me? Where has it left you? I think for each and every one of us, we've got to put some stakes in the ground that says, you know what? I love Netflix and I love shows, but they're not going to run my house. And they're also not going to run my life. God gets that. God's in control. And all of that other stuff is just stuff. But I don't want to waste some opportunities that I'm given right now to be the friend, to be the husband, to be the dad, to be the neighbor, to be the the spiritual guide that I know I can be. This is a time where I want to get better and I don't want to squander any opportunities. This is what I want to encourage you to do. Here's some homework for you. I hope and pray that you would take some moments and get very intentional with your life and with your home. And what I want to encourage you to do is this. Write down your values. Write down your values. Man, what are the things that we value in our home? What are the things that I value in my life? And is there something that I could be doing in my home, in my apartment, in my complex that can make a difference in the world around me. And the second thing I want you to do is this. I want you to pick two key verses that you want to become the theme of your home. Two key verses. Pick whatever verses you want, but they just need to be verses that you're going to decide to live by. I gave you four examples today, but I want you to pick two. And if if you're very new to, to the Bible, new to scripture, and you're going, man, I, I didn't like any of the four you gave. You got anything else? I do, but we're running out of time. But I would encourage you, why don't you start in Proverbs? Start in Proverbs, and, and you just start reading. I promise you, you will come across something that you go, you know what? This is a nice tweet from a really wise guy. His name's Solomon. He wrote the book. It's, it, it's got tons of great content and material that can serve as a great direction for your life, your relationships, and your home. My friend, we've got to be people that in this time that put stakes in the ground for our house and our life. And I believe at the end of a pandemic, at the end of a crisis, we will be standing tall. And our stories will be ones that we're able to tell our kids and our grandkids in the future, hey, there was a moment, there was this deal that happened in 2020. And this was a time when the world is freaking out, that we decided to put 
some stakes in the ground. And we've never been the same since. God, I thank you for each and every person watching this message. I pray that today we would be people that get very intentional about the direction of our life and the direction of our home. God, I pray as we take time to spend with you and to put you first, I pray, God, that we would trust you with all of the things that concern us. Trust you with all of the things that keep us up at night. I pray, God, that we would see what you're up to more than ever before. Help us to be strong and courageous. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, next week, uh, we are having Easter and you don't wanna miss that. We're gonna be doing Easter online and I hope you tune in and it's going to be a fantastic time.